Welcome to Minute Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the movie Mission Impossible one minute at a time. I'm Chris. I'm Don. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Dave. Welcome back, everybody, to Minute 19. We're just plowing along on this thing. Shoot straight up an elevator shaft. Straight up an elevator shaft. The minute begins with Ethan and Sarah fake canoodling and ends with Ethan and Sarah. Very shocked. Uh. So... Uh, hopefully there's some good stuff in this minute, guys. I, I can't wait to see the team get back together and debrief and go get glitzing, right? Yep. 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 <laughs> Ethan and Sarah pretend to make out. Which they should have pretended to do a very long time ago in order to avoid detection. Yep. Yeah. You guys are very pro them making out earlier. Because it would have made sense. He would have come down, seen them, and then like been like, oh, now it's not a good time, and left. I'm all right. I've been staring at Sarah's coat in the first like few seconds of this. This is definitely not like someone's jacket. This is a strip trench coat that she took somewhere. I don't know where she found this trench coat. God, she was wearing a dinner jacket uh, over herself when she was cold. She was wearing a dinner jacket on the interior shots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a man's size. But gosh, well, you know what happened? They shot the interior shots way after they shot the prog stuff. Okay. Yeah. So the jacket just didn't make it. Oh, yeah, yeah. They probably didn't think, oh, we're not going to see from the, the waist down, so just make her look like she's putting on the trench coat. And only if you're watching it one minute at a time will you ever even notice that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's a better backstory. It's one of those special spy things, you know? Yeah. Ethan tells everybody uh, to, ra- to wrap up. He tells Hannah to wrap and to go to transport. And Hannah, <laughs> she takes off those giant glasses. She's like, all right, I'm ready. All right, I'm all right that's my. That's probably my favorite part of this minute. Is just, I'm just like, well, her job is done. Congratulations, Hannah, you did it. And you know, when your job is done, but you're still in that spot, it's totally okay to take off the glasses that you're disguised at that point. Nobody's <laughs> yeah. gonna ever realize that it was you. Nope. So yeah, Jack's in the elevator shaft wrapping it up. And you see that it's interesting that that uh, that red dot in the foreground it blinks. Yeah, that's the, the uh, shit. that's the governor that he put on there earlier. Okay, yeah, and it's interesting. Okay, yeah, because now it's solid red. Okay, so now it starts blinking because someone has um, made it start going up. No, and no, no, it, no, it's blinking and it goes. It stays solid when it goes up. Oh, no. so it's it's blinking because nothing's happening, and then it when it's receiving a signal. Yeah. Yeah, it goes red, and then he starts going up, and Jack starts to panic, and then Jim tells Jack to cut the power because he doesn't have control, and none of them know what's going on. No, yeah, Jim doesn't have control. I gotta love the system status error message. There's just a whole string of numbers at the bottom of the screen that are flashing wildly because, oh god, oh god, panic! Well, what's interesting about the shot with the with the little governor blinking is that it's a, a split diopter shot, which is interesting. If you don't look closely, you won't notice it. But you can notice that everything is kind of out of focus in that area there. <gasps> and, oh, wow. And then, oh, I love, a, I love a good split diopter shot. For those yeah. that don't know, it's a camera trick where you actually have two focal lengths. Mm-hmm. You can actually do them now uh, digitally, so yeah. they don't have to put them together the same way. But yeah. And, and, and De Palma is like the master of the split doctor shots. I mean, he loves those things more than any other director I know of recent memory. I mean, a lot of people use them, but he like uses them. Like on 35 millimeter, that has got to be such a pain. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the master of them too, as far as I'm concerned. That seems like so much work. Yeah. But it's so worth it. It makes for such a dynamic image. 
It does, especially something you don't notice half the time. Yeah. Do you know some other ones? Are there some other famous ones from him? Uh, yeah, there's some great ones in, in Blowout. I mean, just some amazing ones in Blowout. Uh, the opening, uh, one of the opening shots in The Untouchables has one where Al, Cap- Al Capone's getting shaved and they, you know, they, they cut him and the, there's one in that. And mm-hmm. then there's one later in the, in the film. I mean, he's got so many per film. I mean, I think there's probably like four or five and one of them involves a knife at this point or in this movie. So it's, it's great, you know? Cool. I'll call them out whenever I see them. Cool, cool. Uh, just just checking out Emilio's uh, his bandana and his little uh, earring there. Yeah, a little stud, like all the he, cool adventures. He is a little stud, isn't he? He is. He is. He really <laughs> is. Just I just want him and Ethan Hunt to go on so many cool missions together. He'll make you famous. They're the best of friends. Yeah, and then maybe he's going to get that date with Sarah. Maybe he maybe by the weekend. Yeah, because yeah. Sarah seems into it now. Even though Ethan's out there making out with her. Fake making well, out with her. He's not really. He's just. He has his hands up near her face. I thought he necks her. Nah, he at, definitely at kisses point. her. He definitely kisses her. Yeah, he does. does. Yeah. He's committing to the bit. I, I've got a feeling that Ethan's made out with everybody on the team, <laughs> <laughs> including Emilio Estevez. He's the gatekeeper. Definitely he, Emilio Estevez. Well, the elevator starts going up really fast, guys, and I'm starting to get scared for Jack. Um, I'm scared. Jack's scared. Ethan's scared. Tony Beretta's scared. Jim is very calm. Jim is extremely calm in this situation. As team leader, he should be, so I'm not saying like I'm surprised. All right, that's actually appropriate. Although it's kind of interesting because definitely it comes as a shock what happens at the end of the the elevator shaft because it's set up so that you're going to think that Emilio Estevez, besides being a character who is named besides being an actor who you know he has the wire in his hand he's ready to go yep he's about to have a last second daring escape mm-hmm. and then as he looks up we get a shot of inexplicably a ceiling full of spikes okay what so on earth yeah let's, what what elevator chef has this uh, we've got to break this down i don't understand what's happening um, they look pretty sharp. Not even the fact that, like, what if somebody was on top of it? But it looks like they're just they're gonna pierce into the elevator shaft because yeah. there's just a thin lattice. It's just like thin sheet lattice of uh, steel on the elevator. So yeah, if you're a person in the elevator shaft, it just goes right to the front. They go, oh, okay, so it's like a hundred T1000 arms coming down at me. Well, what's even worse is that a th- another arm, a separate arm altogether, like zooms out of the out of the top. Right. It literally almost has fingers. It's it's yeah. got a kind of a look like it's gripping up for him. They look like pitchforks, giant yeah. pitchforks, yeah, like four like sets a, of them. Like a melted support beam is what it looks yeah. like. It's yeah. a yeah. horrifying shot, actually. But, yeah, and then but, with all the with all the sparks that are going off behind mm-hmm. him, I looked it up online, and no group, no Reddit, no subreddit, no one has figured out what they are. There's <laughs> nothing in an elevator. That does this. This not <laughs> Thank don't God. use this when an elevator. <laughs> yeah, I would hope not. <laughs> There's no safety protocol for giant daggers There's, coming from the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so, it's, it's such such an absurd thing. So at at second fifty eight of this minute, the elevator is moving up faster and faster. Jack has cut the blue cord, but the power is still it's still going forward. And guys, guys, at second fifty eight. Emilio Estevez is impaled on a giant jagged spike. Star of the movie, Emilio Estevez. He went out on a blaze of glory. Blaze of glory? I mean, he just got told off by his whole team over and over again. 
But he was about to get a date. He almost so close to getting yeah that date back and oh man. Just for this moment, I have written a few words to say about. (laughs) Oh, did you write an eulogy? I did. Amazing. I wrote a eulogy for Jack. Thank you. We're assembled here today to pay final respects to our honored dead. Jack, a.k.a. Tony Beretta, of my friend, I can only say this, of all the souls I've encountered in my travels, his was the most... Human? Human. (laughs) (laughs) Asta lasagna. Jack, don't get any on ya. You should have given us a heads up. I would have gotten out my my bagpipes. Oh, don't worry. There are going to be bagpipes behind this when we play it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Jack. Guys, they just killed the the star of the movie. I think this... I remember this. This hit me real hard at, at eight years old. This hit me real hard because I never... I didn't know who Tom Cruise was. I didn't know he was the star of the film. Yeah, I really thought it was... I was. It was weird. I was like, wow, they're really... This guy, not and not uh, and not yeah, Emilio Estevez is like getting a lot of screen time. And I remember that this yeah, this was like this was the the red wedding of 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 of, of my age eight. Oh, definitely. Well, this was also. I'm sure this is also why all of the people that were, you know, all of the guest stars who could have possibly uh, um, been in this movie were like, nope. This is one of the reasons they're like, you're killed off someone that's on the IMF squad. No. Yeah. Chris, would you like to say a few words? I, I'm speechless. I really am. <laughs> How about you, Don? Do you, do you have anything to say to our fallen comrade? Today is a good day to die. Hmm. Lots of Star Trek references in this. Good. Why couldn't it have been Charlie? Who's Charlie? Oh, Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> who's Char- like, who's cannot- Charlie? Yeah, you know how much tiger blood he has. You can't kill him. Then, 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 but he could because Emilio has to have had that tiger blood in him if he's just about there. God, there's just mm-hmm. Same reason that you couldn't kill Martin Sheen in Apocalypse Now. <sighs> well, guys, I'm emotionally drained. Jack is, Jack is dead. Yep. And uh, at that point, we, we actually see, if you watch it minute to minute, you can freeze frame on this horrible shot of Jack's face being impaled on this jagged. It's a really uh, horrifying knife. shot to watch. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's bad. <laughs> It's obviously Man. a Rob Bottin thing too, because I mean, it looks it looks Ooh. like his work, yeah, like the thing or like RoboCop or yeah. any of the the Bottin work before it, you know. What's great is I assume star of the movie Emilio Estevez had to sit and have his head cast for a rubber mask for a rubber head. Mm. Yeah, it, it's it, it is right up there with the RoboCop stuff. I mean, it's, if you if you pause it right there, you can see the same. Sort of horrifying look on this makeup of uh, as RoboCop had when they blew him up. I just don't understand the spikes. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand the elevator stopping. <laughs> Someone figured out though online, and they brought this up, and I thought this was an interesting point. Was that are these spikes a trap that was set by whoever sent that elevator up the shaft? Uh, duh. <laughs> what do you mean, uh, duh? I always thought they were a mechanism as part of the elevator. No, I don't know any elevator that has that on it. Also, I would stop riding elevators. <laughs> you're safe inside. No, you're not. If the elevator had gone straight up, it'd go right through it. Right through yeah. the top. T-1000 style. 
God, it's so messy too. Like wherever yeah. the maintenance guy is going to look up and just see, he's like, first of all, why is there forks in the ceiling and why is there a man impaled on him? He's not going to say first of all. He's going to be like, oh my god, look at all this blood. <laughs> he's like, look, we got it all on us. <laughs> Jack can see down into the elevator. This has an open trellis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His blood's going to be all up in that. Oh, yeah. I, I guess his his Ostalapasta thing was foreshadowing. Oh yeah, Asta Lasagna. Don't get in lasagna. Exactly. He's the lasagna. Yes, no, he, is, he is now. What, oh. Why? You know, here's a good question. Why did Jack give Ethan that gum for this mission? Like, it's not good for this mission. Oh, we talked about that too. We think it, we think it may come up later in the I'm movie. Gl- hey, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad it was talked about. Then yeah. I cannot wait to listen to it. Well, now that I've seen now that I've seen this minute, I think it was literally Jack handing a baton to Ethan, saying, "I don't know if I'm going to get through this, and if mm-hmm. I don't, here's my exploding gum." Yeah, and I hope if Ethan gets into a mess and he needs to hand it to someone else, he's going to be like, "Hey, here's my exploding gum. Tell my family I love them." Mm-hmm. You know this this was the uh, the year of killing off uh, fairly famous eighty stars in the first few minutes of the movie. Because uh, we had We're him, not make it. and we had uh, Drew Barrymore later in the year in Scream, and Young and? Guns. And, no, 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 I'm talking about this, the '96 alone. No, you didn't. You didn't say the movie I wanted you to say. That's all. Oh, which one was that? Uh, when, when Kurt Russell goes, "We're not going to make it," and Steven Seagal says, "You are." Oh, executive decision. Head. Yeah, yeah. I was like, executive "Wait, this is '96, right?" Yeah, it's '96. And Steven Seagal bought it too. That's right. Star of the movie, Steven Seagal. Star of the movie Drew Barrymore, you know? It, all these stars, man. They were not safe in 96. You know, all, all joking aside, this this is a big deal in 96. To yeah, it was. Off one of the members of an IMF team who you thought was going to go through the whole entire movie. And one of the members of the Brat Pack. Yep. It's yeah. it's a it, it was a ballsy move and I'm glad they did it. I am too. I'm I'm too. But I mean, even if you didn't know who he was, the narrative is structured in such a way where it's a really shocking and horrifying scene, even if you thought he was just a no name actor. Yeah, he's still the most likable character we've met so far with any yeah. sort of arc. Yeah. At least we know he's interested in Sarah. Other than that, we know nothing about anyone else other than Claire can't make coffee. Yeah. And well, we we know oh, that yeah. Ethan Hunt is a douchebag. Yes. Yeah, well, we also know he likes to be point man, and he wouldn't have it any other way. So we, he's cocky. Yeah. He's he's very mavericky. Guys, while we collect ourselves, let's try and think up what would be the tech in this episode. That spike that goes through his head. <laughs> oh no, Chris! It's too soon. <laughs> no, too no. soon. <laughs> Fine, I'll go with the split diopter. Oh, that's a, that's the best tech. It's a technical tech. A technical tech, split diopter. The split diopter shot is fantastic. Yeah, it is. <sighs> I'm going to say Hannah's glasses because it's the last time we'll ever see them. <laughs> She's like, I don't need them anymore, but boy, were they useful for the, the time I they hope were she, in. I hope right after she took them off, she snaps them in two and throws them down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, leaves all, this, all these glasses evidence everywhere. Why are there glasses everywhere? This is it Lens Crafters now? Yeah, this is movie brought to you by Lens Crafters. Dawn, do you have a tech on I'm gonna this episode? I'm going to go with glasses too, but not Hannah's glasses. I'm going to go with the dead guy's glasses, <laughs> which for some reason have two lights on the ends of them. Yeah, those are called Visco yeah. glasses. Is that really a thing? 
I looked it up. No. <laughs> I mean, they look pretty ridiculous, but they also could be potentially useful. Yeah, in the script, they're called VISCO glasses, V-I-S-C-O, all caps, like that's an acronym that means something. I went and looked it up. They're not called that. They're, there's just nothing called VISCO glasses. They're glasses with two lights at the ends of them, basically, which I can see and a camera. being useful in some cases. It's- yeah. But, oh, wait, there's a camera on him. So that means whoever was watching, that Jim was watching, he's going to see that like full oh. on. That's awful. Oh. See, see, yeah, no, now, now I'm cheesed off that you can't find these glasses because these are, these would be great, like safety, like a foreman glasses at, at a workshop. Well, you, they, they make them. I mean, there okay. are, uh, people who work in engineering, you know, have to work in things where they have to have their hands, um, available. Uh huh. They, they make glasses with two lights on the sides oh, okay. of them. But they just don't call them Visco glasses. Oh, the script, okay. the script kept calling them these. Like that's a thing. Hmm. It'd be like someone saying, "Oh, are you wearing your armation uh, watch?" That's not a word. It doesn't mean anything. But you keep calling it that. I assume it means something. Uh, what about what about does Jack's uh, Swiss Army knife count? <laughs> yes, Jack's <laughs> Swiss Army knife counts. I mean, as it, tech. nick of time. It worked in a nick of time. Wait, just- I'm gonna have to call this. Because yeah. you wouldn't allow the swords from the ceiling to be considered tech, I'm not going to allow you to call a knife in Jack's hand tech. Yeah, exactly. Unless okay. you want to let Chris no, have his tech. No, it's not. No, you're right. No, you know what? Because it's, it's a tool. And then if we start saying that's tech, then anytime a guy uses anything in his hands is going to be considered tech. No, you're yeah. right. The, is yeah, a wheel fine. tech? No. Exactly. That's how about, the, that's, how, that's how about Sarah's coat? That's a good tech. It got <laughs> yeah, longer real quick. Yeah, expanding coat. Yeah. Yep. That's got, it's, a, it's like a nanotech coat or something, <laughs> you know? I want a nanotech coat. That'd be great. I, me too. That sounds oh, awesome. Man. From short to long outside, as soon as she walked outside, we went Yeah. We, we're, inferring, we're inferring a lot on this tech. Yeah, tech coats all around. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's got to be the plot, the, the MacGuffin of, of part six, I'm sure. Nanotech. Oh, Nanotech. No, the jackets. MacGuffin is that mustache that Henry Cavill's growing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Can't wait for that. As this minute winds down, <laughs> I would just like to say I, I, I'm so thankful that you guys were here with me so we could share in the pain and say goodbye to Emilio Estevez and Tony Beretta in this movie. Goodbye, Tony Beretta. Bye. Thank you so much. Rest in peace. And on that note, we'll come back tomorrow for Minute 20 and wrap up this week with Dave. You can always contact us on Twitter at Min Impossible, M-I-N Impossible. You can talk to us on Facebook at The Impossible Minute Force. Dave, we'll see you tomorrow. And everybody else, we'll see you tomorrow as well. I've been Jonathan. I'm Don. I'm Chris. I'm emotionally wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> We're all shook. We're all shook. <laughs> This minute will self-destruct. Don't get any on you.